Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. I want to take a moment, and I want us to welcome everyone joining us online right now. Come on, give it up for everyone online. Everyone at Cape Coral at our Southwest Florida location. We love you guys in Southwest Florida. We wish you ha we had your weather right now. Everybody at God Behind Bars, come on, give it up for Dixon and Hardy. We love you. And then everyone right here at the Spring Creek location, which includes our state line peeps, thank you so much for being here today. Merry Christmas. You know, it is so great to have you here at City First. We are celebrating a day that literally changed the world. Christmas is the fact that Jesus came to our rescue, which means that he came to give us a brand new life. And the world would be changed because Jesus would change us. Do you hear that? And that's why we celebrate Christmas. Every year, we're reminded that we have a new life in Jesus. Well, you know what? Christmas is just around the corner, and that means that we are about ready to open up presents, and that is super exciting, even for big kids like me. I love opening up presents, and I know you do too. But I, I have a question. Have you ever received a hint gift before? You say, what's a hint gift? Well, a hint gift is when you receive something from somebody, and you're not sure if the gift is really a hint. Like, like give me, I'll give you an example here of what I'm talking about. Like, like, for example, right over here, maybe let's say someone gives you the gift of cologne, right? And you're like, oh man, that is so thoughtful. Wait a minute. Are they trying to tell me something? Do I smell? What's up with that? Maybe this is a hint. Now we'll say this, if you're a teenage boy and if you receive cologne this week for Christmas, I want you to know it's a thousand percent a hint, all right? Just so you know that, all right? Or, or how about if, let's say, your husband's mom, you know, your mother-in-law, gives you this for Christmas. It is a cooking book for beginners, right? And you're looking at it first and you're like, wait a minute, is she trying to tell me something? Or for those of you that maybe you, you like chronically forget to charge your smartphone every night and halfway through the day you're at work or you're at school and all of a sudden it runs out of battery and your friends pool some money together and they say, you know what, we're going to get you a charger. Like it's a brick charger. But here's the secret. You got to charge that too, all right? Or, or maybe, maybe let's say you're 30 years old and, and, and you're at the Christmas celebration with your parents and they give you one of these, right? And it's a hint to move out of the basement. That's what they're trying to tell you. Or, or maybe, you know, maybe uh, this one is actually kind of funny because it's actually a real gift that my wife received from the staff here at City First because she kept on losing her keys, like I'm talking daily, losing her keys at the Spring Creek location. And we would send out search parties every day looking for her keys. And so the staff kind of pooled their money together and we got her a tile. Now, have you ever seen one of these things? You, you actually put this, attach it to something like maybe your phone or to your keys. And then you can look on your phone if you haven't attached it to your phone, that is. You look on your phone on an app and you can see where it's at. It kind of is like a little mini GPS or whatever. And it worked really good until she lost the tile. But actually she didn't. She only lost it for a day and she found it. But this one for sure, if you get this gift, 
I'm telling you, this is definitely a hint. This is mouthwash, all right? Now, this is not just any type of mouthwash. This is a special type of mouthwash. It is a mouthwash that you can take if you're vegan or gluten-free, all right? This is a vegan and gluten-free mouthwash, all right? Now, I'm just gonna ask, is anybody, is anybody vegan here? Anybody? Okay, all right, right here, right here, okay, look. I have a mini one of these for you, okay? You want this, buddy? There you go, there you go, all right? It is a mini vegan mouthwash. I will say this, though, that you know that the origin of the word vegan comes from the Latin term that means bad hunter, all right? But no, just kidding, all right. Last but not least, last but not least, this one. If you get this gift from your husband, this is probably a hint. It is the Suzanne Summers Thigh Master, all right? Now, this right here, this right here, can you believe that in like the last 20 years, Suzanne Summer has made $100 million by selling the Thigh Master? Can you believe that? But I will say this, if, if your husband gives you this, you should be slightly offended. You really should. So I think you get my point. My point is that some gifts can be hint gifts. Some gifts can show us a deficiency, can show us a need, can show us a blind spot, right? In fact, some gifts are hard to receive because receiving those gifts, you have to admit that you have flaws or you have weaknesses, right? Well, here, the gift of Christmas, the gift of Christmas points out our greatest need. It points out our greatest need. You see, for many people, Christmas is all about making a list of things that we want. But the very, very first Christmas that took place approximately 2,000 years ago, it was God giving us a gift of what we really needed. What is our greatest need? What is our greatest need as humans, whether we're alive now or anybody that's been alive on the face of the earth? Our greatest need is this, a relationship with our Creator. See, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, there was a prophecy given to the world. And I want to read it. It is out of Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says this, For a child has been born for us. A child has been born for us. The gift of a son for us. You see, this gift is for us. He'll take over the running of the world. And how many of you know that we need Jesus to run this world, right? And his names, his names are going to be these things. And I want to point this out because this is the gift of Jesus given to us as the world. Well, what does he bring to us? His names are this, amazing counselor, strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and there'll be no limits to the, we, to the wholeness that he brings. No limits to the wholeness that he brings. See, this verse describes the gift of Jesus and what he brings to meet our needs. So let's look at these for a moment. First, the gift of Jesus means that we need an amazing counselor. You know, what's a counselor? A counselor is a person that, that basically we can talk to. A person that's a guide who helps us overcome whatever challenges are in our path. A person that speaks truth and wisdom to us. A person who will listen to us. Have you ever found yourself 
in a place that you really didn't know what to do? Let me rephrase that. At what point in 2020 did you discover that you didn't know what to do, right? There are times in our lives where we find ourselves at the end of our own resources, the end of our wisdom, the end of our ability to fix our own problems. You see, God saw that we needed a good and a perfect counselor. We needed someone with perfect wisdom for all of our circumstances, our challenges, our hurts, our baggage. I remember in 2016 that Jen and I had been through a very challenging season in running this church, and we needed someone to talk to. And I remember thinking, I don't want to go to a counselor because I don't go to counselors. Like, I'm Dutch, right? I'm, I'm, I'm an Enneagram 8. I'm a type A personality. I'm the person that sends other people to counseling, right? So, so here's the thing. It's like, it's like I didn't want to go to a counselor, but somebody said you should go to a counselor. Our marriage was great. It had nothing to do with our relationship, but we had experienced some very hurtful things, and we were damaged goods, you could say, and we were angry, and we went to this counselor, and he asked us, he said, hey, listen, Jer and Jen, I want you to tell me what you are really thinking and really feeling. I remember looking back at him and saying, okay, you want me to tell you what I'm really thinking? That could be very dangerous because it probably involves body bags. Like, I'm angry right now, you know? And he looked back at me and he goes, Jer, he goes, this is the thing. You have to be honest with me because your honesty is the first step into your healing. And I remember thinking, wow, that's true. It was one of the best experiences, one of the best choices we ever made because Spending time talking to him really did help us move the needle in our own personal journeys. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. God saw that we needed a counselor, and I'm all for human counselors, but we needed a perfect counselor. We need someone that we could be really, really honest with. Someone that we could go to with our problems and our baggage and our hurts and our pains. The Bible says this, because of sin, creation was subjected to frustration. See, the world is full of very frustrating, confusing, and disappointing circumstances, right? Well, I want to tell you, Jesus is your trusted counselor. He is your amazing guide. He can be your sounding board. You don't need to hide from him. You don't need to hide anything from him. He understands, and he can help you. Another thing, this gift of Jesus means that we need a strong God. Now, my favorite band since basically I was like 15 years old is U2. I've seen them in concert multiple times. I have all their albums. I have pretty much every one of their songs memorized. And, and I, you know, I've gone to all kinds of tours and things like that. And, and I'll tell you that, that there's this one song that they released in the mid-2000s that I just think is pretty phenomenal. It's called uh, basically this, Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. And the lyrics go like this, Tough, you think you've got the stuff, you're telling me and anyone that you're hard enough. You don't have to put up a fight. You don't have to always be right. Let me take some of the punches for you tonight. 
And it's really a powerful song. It's a powerful song spoken to someone who thinks they're strong, but they've come to the end of their strength, you could say. This song reminds me every time I listen to it that we all have limitations, whether we like to admit it or not. You and I do. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how old you are. You and I all have limitations, whether we like to admit it or not. At some point, our strength runs out, and we need a helper, someone that is stronger than us. You know, God saw that we didn't have the strength to fight all the battles in this world. Like, whatever we are encountering, there are moments, and I guarantee you, you probably have even experienced them in the past year, moments where, honestly, you feel like you are tired, you are weary, you are battle-worn. Well, Jesus is our strength. The gift of Jesus means that we could have supernatural strength. There's been multiple times in my life that I've thought to myself, I can't believe the hellish situations that some people encounter, and yet they seem to make it through. How? You know, I've asked multiple people. In fact, I'm a pastor. I talk to people all the time about their battles, their journeys, what they're going through, and how Jesus can help. And I will tell you, I've asked multiple people that have been through hellish situations, how did you make it through? And you know what they tell me? They tell me this. It is because Jesus gave them a supernatural strength, a strength that is above their own strength, a, a grit that is above their own determination, a, a, an intestinal fortitude that helped them to keep going forward, to stand even though they felt like they were being beaten down by life. You know, I don't know. God never promises you and I that we're not going to go through some pretty difficult things on this side of eternity, but he does promise this. He promises that we won't go through it alone, that Jesus will be with us. The gift of Jesus, he is with us, and that he will give us strength. I love this quote. The quote goes like this. Are you weary and carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. Jesus was the one that said that. I don't know what Christmas is like for you this year. I don't know what 2020 has been like for you this year. But if you're weary and you're carrying a heavy burden, then come to Jesus because he will give you strength. Third, the gift of Jesus means that we have an eternal father, an eternal father. I got three boys. And as their father, I love them dearly. And I will tell you that I would do anything for them. And they know that. I remember many, many years ago, uh, my two older boys, when they were like super young, I'm talking like really, really little, all right? They were playing in the front yard. And in our neighborhood, uh, there was this huge Rottweiler that had a history of being aggressive. And we'd had some run-ins with it and such like that. Well, that day, on a summer day, that this Rottweiler got out of its yard and literally started charging down the street at my boys, like barking in a very aggressive way, running full bore coming at my boys. I was inside, and Jen was on the front porch, and she saw this happening, and I just remember she screamed, and she screamed, and she had a tone, a tone that, that I could tell this was serious stuff. She just screamed, Jeremy, and I come running out into the garage, and I see this Rottweiler charging at my boys. Now, I will tell you, the, the closest 
thing that I could find that I could grab, because there's all kinds of tools on the, on the walls and stuff, the closest thing I could find was a, a pair of, of head shears. Now, head shears are kind of like the, uh, the manual hedge trimmers, you know, the kind that look like big scissors, okay? And, and so I, I, just, I just grabbed it. And I started running at the dog. I'm trying to head the dog off at the pass, if that makes sense. And behind the dog is the dog's owner. And the dog's owner is also screaming, stop, stop. And we're all running. As you can imagine this, everyone is running, right? And my boys are like cowering. They see what's coming. And, and somehow, by God's grace, I, I, I was able to get the dog's attention. And I had these head shears. And, and I looked at the owner. And the dog stopped. The dog kind of froze because I was like right there. And I looked at the owner. And it just came out. It just came out. All right? And I looked at the owner. And I said, if you don't get your dog, I'm going to cut its head off. Like it just came out of me, you know? I don't even really remember saying it. That's what Jen said. I said... All I saw was red, literally, I just saw red. You ever been in those kind of circumstances that you just, I just saw red, and here's the reason why. I had to go back later and apologize to the, to the neighbor, but, but I, I, here's the reason why I, I think I said that, and I was willing to do whatever it took to get between that dog and my boys. The reason why is my boys were in danger. Some would say even imminent danger, you could say. And I will tell you that God refuses to allow his kids to be in eternal danger. See, he is a perfect father. He's an eternal father. I'm, I'm a flawed earthly father. And if I would do that for my boys, how much more would our father God, who loves us with a pure and a perfect love, no matter who we are or how we are, he loves us unconditionally. How much would he give an effort to keep us from eternal danger? That is why Jesus didn't stay in the manger. But eventually, he walked to a cross, and he died, and he rose again. He defeated the enemy. He stood between the enemy and us. And he said, I will be, take the one, I will be the one to take the punishment for their sin. I will stand in their place. You see, God refused to allow our only option to be an eternity without him. You hear that? Jesus rescued us from the consequences of our wrong choices. And he gives us heaven. He's our heavenly father. Heaven as our home someday. I, I don't know what you're gonna go through in this in this life. I don't even know what I'm gonna go through in the future, but I do know this, that as Jesus, as my leader, this is not my final destination, but rather I have heaven as my home someday. And if you know Jesus, you do too. He is our eternal father and he's prepared a place for you and I with no pain, no sickness, no death, no tears, no temptation, no addictions anymore, no fear, no depression, no hurt. I don't understand everything that happens on this side of eternity, but I know that someday heaven is our home. And as we close, the last name that was assigned to Jesus is this. The gift of Jesus means that we will be made whole. He's the Prince of Wholeness. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? Well, I know you all have probably heard the verse John 3.16 because you've probably seen signs in the end zones of football games and things like that. Well, there's a verse right after it, John 3.17. This is what it reads. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Stop a minute. So many of us think that God is angry with us because of choices that we've made. And we think that God points a bony finger in our face and says, you have failed in this area, this area, this area. And we believe that God is angry. Listen, this right here shows God wants a relationship. He didn't send Jesus to come into the world to condemn us, but rather to save the world through him. The word save in the Greek, which was the original language that the New Testament was written in, the original word is sozo. That's the Greek word, sozo. It means to save. It means to deliver and protect. It means to heal. Listen, it means to preserve. It means to make whole. Oh, now this is so important for you guys to hear. Whether you're in one of our auditoriums, you're watching on a smartphone right now, you're in your own living room, wherever you're at, listen to me. Without Jesus, you won't totally be whole. You will always be searching for someone or something to fill a void that only Jesus can fill. It says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, which is an Old Testament book, it says that God put eternity in the hearts of men and women, which means we know that there's something beyond this life, really deep down inside. And we also know that nothing in this world really, really can fulfill us. Nothing will give us the love, the identity, the forgiveness, the joy, and the happiness that only Jesus can give. Some gifts, like I said earlier, are hard to receive because you have to admit that you have flaws or weaknesses or you need help. Today I have a question. Do you need a life-changing gift of the person of Jesus this Christmas? Do you need a perfect counselor, someone to talk to, someone to be your guide? Do you need a strong God to give you strength upon your strength to make it through? Do you need an eternal father, heaven as our home someday? Do you need Jesus to be the prince of wholeness and make you whole? In other words, do you need Jesus to save you? If you do, I got great news. This can be the best Christmas of your entire life, regardless of the circumstances you are going through. You can receive a gift that will change your life. In fact, this is the thing, this gift will give you a new life. This gift will erase all of your wrongs and put you in right standing with God. This gift will give you heaven as your home someday. This gift will give you purpose in this life. This gift will give you a companion that walks with you through thick and thin. It's the original gift, the original Christmas, the person of Jesus, Christ. And if you want to make Jesus the leader and the forgiver of your life, all you have to do is invite him in. In other words, all you have to do is receive this perfect gift from God. Receive Jesus today. That's it. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you can do that. This has nothing to do with joining a church. You're not joining City First right now. This has nothing to do with denominations. Like someday when we stand before God, which by the way, we all will, 
God's not gonna ask us, are we Catholic or Protestant or Lutheran or you know, evangelical or Pentecostal or what? He's not gonna say that. Instead, he's gonna say, did you accept the free gift of my son? Did you accept him into your life and make him the leader and the forgiver of your life? You see, we all can do this right now. Even if maybe you've never been to church before, or maybe this is your first time back in a long time. Listen, if, if it's your first time back in a long time, can I tell you something? God loves you. Just like the day that you left, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And he's so excited that you're back home today. So if you wanna pray a prayer with me, can you just do this? Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Even right now at your home, wherever you're at, just bow your head and close your eyes and repeat this prayer after me. And this is a prayer of accepting the gift of Jesus. And I'm gonna have everybody say this prayer together so that nobody feels like they're saying it alone. Say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I need forgiveness for all that I've done wrong. Come into my life and be my leader. I accept you as a perfect gift. I accept your unconditional love. Thank you for giving me a new life in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Can we do that? Because there are many people that prayed that prayer.